Now, on the line, we have Max Drayton. Hi, Max. How are you doing? I'm all right. Can you all hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Fantastic. Now, you're the author of Mr. Panama, an analogue detective in a digital world. I've really loved reading this book. It's the best book I've read in years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to charge you more for it then, should I? I love it. It's fantastic. So, oh, good. Now... What it's about, so the back cover says, it's 2082, the United Kingdom is one of many countries under the control of the world state of China. Mm-hmm. Through the state's advanced technology, the planet's population no longer faces a struggle against starvation. Although nobody goes hungry, many violently oppose the state's strict domination. Semi-retired Ned Panama is recruited to work in a triple murder case. And so it goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy story to um, describe, but that's, that's a good start. And I know you said previously... You don't really write... It is science fiction, but you don't really write science fiction. You write people-based stories, don't you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by science fiction, and there's a lot of it about, and a lot of it's repetitive. But the essence of any story, I think, for, for the reader is to have some uh, uh, association, sympathy with the characters themselves. If you don't have good characters, no matter how good the plot and story is, uh, it's not going to be read by many people, is it? No, no, it doesn't, doesn't connect, does it? No. no what was the inspiration for you for this story? Um, like, like most... I've, I've actually written 16 novels, and most of them are not wow. worth reading, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, only, only about six are. Um, it, I get inspiration normally, but before I drop, drop off to sleep or when I wake up, and it's a word, it's a phrase, it's a concept... And this um, this struck me that in the in the future there there will be many changes, a lot of which we can foresee now. A lot of this book, uh, when anybody reads it, will say, "Oh yeah, I can see that happening." Um, a, a, lot, a lot of these um, things are around today, but if you just extrapolate that, and then you put an, uh, an old-fashioned detective in, I mean, a lot of that influence comes from um, Sherlock Holmes and perhaps a little Columbo, seeing things that others don't see and putting one and one together and making two. In a world where people have forgotten how to do that. Yeah, I mean, the first chapter's uh, a quote from Erasmus, which is, In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And that's basically what Ned Panama is. He can see things that the technology can't see and can't interpret. And he is brought in ad hoc to do these particular cases. Yeah, and you've you've push technology forward so i mean at the moment there's a situation where uh, most people driving cars can't read maps anymore because they just rely on the sat nav yes and if it takes them to the middle of a canal well fine that's what the sat nav said yeah exactly and totally reliant yeah and you're protecting that forwards to people being almost totally reliant on the technology to do the thinking for them that's right they, they connect to a core central core so any thought you have any knowledge you need comes instantly into your mind which means there's no need for education, so children aren't educated. So it's almost a form of brainwashing. We, all, we understand that today there is an element of brainwashing anyway um, because of mass media, but this is taking it to almost its ultimate uh, limit. Yeah. You mentioned um, Erasmus earlier. There's a quote of, a lot of quote, well, there's a quote per chapter, and yeah. the one I love, it says, when I have a, a little money, I buy books, <laughs> and if I have any left, I buy food and clothes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a name everybody probably knows, but some of his quotes are absolutely brilliant. There are hundreds of them, and I chose the best ones, hopefully, to suit the, paragraph, the uh, chapter that they represent. Yeah, yeah. Now... Um, 
So it, it's science fiction, it's a detective story, there's a bit of romance, it's very much character-based, and there's geopolitics in the background. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in this book. Max. Yeah, and there's humour as well. Yeah. I tend to write humour in, uh, in everything I do, because any subject needs lightning a little bit. It, it catches the reader unaware. There are a lot of uh, plot twists in this, uh, as you know, and that's why it's very hard to dis- describe or explain it without giving some of those twists away. Yeah. One of the, one of the things you, you've pushed forward with the technology as well is everybody has a, a chip, which is, uh, you know, something people are talking about. Yeah. And in Silicon Valley, some people have actually had it done. Mm. So they've got a chip under the skin, you know, and it, it unlocks, unlocks the car door and the, the building security and all this kind mm. of stuff. And you've pushed it to the point where everybody's chipped. And if you haven't got a chip, then you really don't exist anymore. Yeah. And you can go under the radar, which is what um, our hero, Ned Panama, is able to do. And it's to his advantage when he um, when he uh, goes through the, uh, solving the, the little riddles and the puzzles that are presented to him, and he has to go undercover effectively. And the only way he can do that is by not being chipped and not being recognised and not being seen by the state. Near the beginning of the book, I was thinking this is a little bit like the world of Blade Runner, the movie. Uh, the visual image does yeah. reflect that. Several readers have said that. It's deliberate. It's it's taken Blade Runner on a little bit. For me, Blade Runner was the most iconic science fiction yeah. movie ever. It broke boundaries. It made people realise it was not all shiny spaceships and silver suits. It was dirty, gritty, and how humans will have to live in the future. And I, I like that. And uh, part of for Mr. Panama, the world that he moves in is on the lower ground level where people fight to survive they don't have free food. Everything they do, they have to scrounge for. And that's his um, fighting stance, um, whereas the rest of the world get the luxury of free food and don't need to work necessarily. And so it, it just takes everything we have today and just exaggerates it to a point in 60 years' time. It's a possibility. All of this could, could happen. Well, yes, and it's set in the world of uh, world state China, where um, yeah. China dominates most of the most of the world. Um, a lot of people are worried about that might be happening. Yeah, um, I was a bit um, concerned about overstating. Um, I didn't want to make China evil as such. I just wanted to make them. It was their natural progression how this happened, and I was very sensitive to. Without spoiling the plot, there is a little twist and turnaround. So. The, uh, the Chinese don't actually come out of it too badly. No, but it, it sort of depicts a lot about state control and bureaucracy always, always wins these things, doesn't it? It, it, it does. I mean, they're, they're, uh, I mean, China, don't, some parts don't have the internet, and I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing these days, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly, um, it, it's a form of brainwashing and, Television is a form of brainwashing. News media, if you read one paper, I mean, pick the I don't know, Telegraph or the Mail or whatever, you are going to get an influence, whether you like it or not. You watch yeah. the BBC, you'll get an influence. You watch ITV, and, and Trump was always on about this with Fox, etc. We are being slowly... Brain- this is not a bit political. I think this is the way the world is. We are getting brainwashed, and we all need to be a little bit more aware and a little bit more... Um, intelligent, how we receive information, how we interpret it, and how we live by it. Yeah. 
What's your background, Max, before uh, becoming an author? Um, I was a technical illustrator and then became a graphic designer. Then I retired. So I have, um, I have a lot of imagination and creativity. And it sort of naturally, um, <clears throat> once I started writing, I, I just enjoy the creative. A, a blank page to me is, a, is um, an invitation to create. And I just love writing a new story not knowing where it's going to go, write myself into a corner, to wake up the following morning with an answer and get straight on writing it. It's addiction. Oh, that's, in, that's interesting. I mean, a lot of authors work, work in all sorts of different oh, ways, yeah. but for you, it's you go where the story takes you Absolutely. rather than having it all planned out and then yeah. filling in details. That way it's a little bit more organic it's, um, and very little of it's forced. If I want a character to do something and he's doing something first to get from A to B, if it's a natural progression, the reader will believe it and follow it. If you try and force it, the readers are more intelligent. They're, they're not stupid. Uh, they'll spot it's um, a, a plot error or forced forced plot. Mm. Ah, now, you, you said you're a graphic designer. There's no graphics in a book. Where are the pictures, Max? Sorry? <laughs> there's no graphics in a book. In well, the I mean, book. there's a front cover. Yeah, I did the cover as well. <laughs> well, which is very good. <laughs> There's no more of inside, though. There's no pictures of the world or anything. No, no. Um, I think the reader's imagination can put that together. Hmm. He moves in the two worlds, the lower level and the third, fourth level, the, you know, where the rich, rich and um, entitled and, uh, live, and he has to work and move around in the lower level, which is just basic, very basic living accommodation and uh, a lifestyle. Uh, the, yes, yeah, no high, den- high density living you've got in there, haven't you? I, I like the fact you can have conversations with the neighbours through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that opening sequence has caused uh, a lot of interest. One, one person actually suggested I cut it out, and everybody else that's read it think that's one of the highlights of the it's book. It's wonderful. Is, is the, the relationship between his neighbour. Mr Chow, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, brilliant stuff. <laughs> that really is high density living. Yeah. yeah. So if people want to read this book, which I'm sure they will, yeah. how do they get it then? Uh, well, m- most online publishers, the, all the famous one, Amazons, Waterstones, Foils, uh, WH Smith, uh, it's all on there and uh, they can order it and it's delivered within a, within a few days. Um, but, or uh, if you want a little bit more detail, I have a website which is maxdrayton.co.uk. And there's lots of information on there, and, and that's updated every now and again. Um, and uh, more importantly, uh, although I want everybody to enjoy the book, uh, for any author, the lifeblood of an author is the reviews they get. It shows people are reading it, even if they don't like it. So if anybody buys the book, please leave a review, an honest review, um, and that shows how many people are actually reading it. Right. I believe in your positive review, that's for well, sure. Well, that's very kind. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> delighted you like it. <laughs> I love it. I don't just like it. I love the story. Oh, well, When's well. the sequel coming out? I want to read more about Mr. Panama. I've got to get um, a few more sleeps in before that. And then that will <laughs> <laughs> I do have an idea, though. <laughs> Jolly good. I like that. I like that. Uh, well, it's been fun talking with you, and uh, I absolutely love the book, Max. Genuinely love the book. So um, thank you very much for that. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity for swapping the written word for the spoken one. My pleasure. <laughs> Next book, give us a shout again. I will do, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Max. Thank Bye you. for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Wilson's Radio.